We're good? Mm. Okay. <laughs> Stop procrastinating. <laughs> Welcome to Band... Oh, fuck. One take. Oh, is that going to be lucky? You've got to keep going. Welcome to Bounty Hunter Banter. Uh, we are Bounty Hunter Brewing, and we talk about... <laughs> A whole heap of shit and how to fuck it up. Um, <laughs> talk about all things uh, pop culture, including gaming, movies, and uh, comic books, all the stuff that we use to influence our brewing. And I am Chris, and I'm sitting here with Dan hey. and Pete. Hello. That was flawlessly done. Thank yeah, you very that much. was fucking terrible. So what we're doing is we're doing a little uh, little competition between all of us and uh, doing the intro uh, in one take and seeing who can get it the best and uh, Chris really you nailed that one. cracker of a start yeah, there that was a that was that was absolutely bang on so yeah um, so we will also be tasting four beers during this episode um, uh, so what we've got is a uh, Oscar Blues white wheat wheat at five percent uh, it's Priscilla uh, we've got Liberty Brewing uh, knife party IPA at seven percent. We've got Brewdog Chili Hammer, a Ruthless Chili IPA at 7%. And we've got yeah. Epic's 10-year 1,000 celebra- uh, 1, celebration ale. So it's a celebration of their 1,000th brew. Cool. Um, nice. Yeah. So that's, uh, we're doing this late on a Monday night. So we'll, we'll get on a bit of a roll in a minute, I'm sure. But uh, you guys want to bring up something while I get the first beer out? Cool. Well, something that I've wanted to bring up for quite some time. If you're going to talk Logan... Uh, I think we should do this at the end. Oh, so people can skip it. So people oh, can... God damn it. But then they'll, they'll <laughs> I miss... thought of this earlier today right, and I right. didn't bring it up just because I wanted uh, to say it on you. That, that being the case, because Dan's uh, pouring, um, me and Pete watched the uh, first couple of eps of Iron Fist. Yes, I was well and truly Iron Fisted. <laughs> and there will be spoilers here in this as well. <laughs> yeah, there are going to be. It, it only just... I only just noticed that it actually came out like yesterday no. or the day before. So I, I found something. I've I, I found, I found something that's totally backfired on me. So over the years, when I met my wife, she had absolutely no interest in comic book movies, comic book, you know, culture, none of it. Um, and then she spent far too much time with the three of us. <laughs> and she, yeah, she's in a very non-sexual kind of way. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you for clarifying that. Um, good to know. So anyway. It turns out that she had already seen the first episode last week and neglected to tell me it had been released oh, on sneaky, Netflix. Sneaky. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, I was just checking it out to see if I liked it, you know, before you watched it. I'm like, it's a fucking show that you knew wow. that I wanted to watch. That's, that's pretty slack. So she watched it again, obviously, with yeah, you. I made her watch, watch it again because, fuck her, if she's going to watch ahead, then she can sit through it again, which she thoroughly enjoyed. What do you think? I thought it was awesome, actually. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, guy with a glowing fist. Um, yeah, I, I, I know very little about the character overall. Yeah, I've, only ever, I've only ever seen him in uh, some of the Spider-Man comics back in, back in the 90s. Pretty much everything that I read was like 80s, 90s. My yeah. favourite period. But he was in there and like, he's this mad kung fu dude. He's like Bruce Wayne. He's essentially... Yeah, it seems to be that. I got that, got that from the trailer. Yeah. He seems to be... Along that Bruce Wayne kind of goes away, trains up for years because his parents died in a plane crash. Years, yeah. So obviously, spoilers. Um, the first two episodes, I think. First, yeah, the first it, two episodes. It, it I isn't going to ruin anything. No, there's no. There's not going to be any huge plot yeah. elements going. So, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I will watch it this week. Um, I would 
yeah, I would spoil away if people. Yeah, it's. And there's not much to spoil. It's to be standard honest. stuff that you see in the trailers. I mean, he's um, he's in a plane crash. He's 15 years old. Plane crashes over the Himalayas, and these monks take him into this mystery location that's essentially in an alternate dimension. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Where they train him up, and then 15 years later, he comes back to New York and finds that you know um, his his uh, childhood mates, uh, dad's. Dad's dad's friend has taken over the business, and he's just trying to. Oh, that really is a Bruce Wayne. Yeah, 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 story. yeah. Like that's it. Running the business, Bruce, Bruce Lee, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah. Bruce Wayne, and he's just trying to to Bruce Lee get him to have a chat with him, basically. Yeah, Bruce Lee got trained. Yeah, in altered dimension. <laughs> yeah. Came back to, to get. New York. I, I, magical, tuned in, I was drinking my beer and I tuned magical, back in. All yeah. like magical kung fu abilities. <laughs> uh, but um, basically, the first two eps. I mean, it took it took until. Like we said before, it took until the second ep. Yeah, really- so that's right. My advice to anyone out there who wants to check out an ep, check out the first two because the first will give you a taste of the backstory. The, the two combined will give you a taste of what the series is going to be like. Yeah. I like that they've done, once again, Marvel Netflix have picked a style that's specific to this series. So it's very much a 1980s kung fu movie. It's still- I noticed that it's it still blended- yeah, the other ones. So it actually looks like it's got a piece of piece of everything in it. I think they're leading into or, the defenders. Yeah, that's what we spoke about last time when yeah. when they were going to join them all up. But it it looks like they got a little piece of all of the other previous series in there in terms of just the cinematography. And they've brought in the hand, which they touched on in season two yeah. of Daredevil, and that was the I big bad. They touched, I touched on, on. I that think it was quite heavily. <laughs> Undead ninjas, man, they were yeah. everywhere. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, okay, I'm so looking forward to it. I'll I'll jump in here quickly just cool. so we can get this uh, this show on the road. We've got Priscilla uh, from Oscar Blues in Colorado, USA. Now we've we've had uh, Oscar Blues and Liberty on the um, the last podcast as like well. It. Our yeah. local guys, where we get all these beers from, have just had a big order from uh, Oscar Blues. So they had what they had. They have about six or seven of them in there today. So yeah, they've got a big range. Quakers Hill Cellars. Uh, we'll, we'll run through that a little bit later. And all this is unpaid, by the way. Um, we don't uh, we don't get paid for any of this by the bottle shop or by any of the breweries. We're just doing it for our own fun. So just a bit of a disclaimer there. Uh, yeah, Priscilla White Wheat, five uh, percent. Um, thoughts? You two that have tried it. I like it, man. Yeah. It's really nice. Do actually. you want to elaborate on a little bit more than I like it, so people can get a bit of an idea? It's uh, light in both flavour and colour. I mean, it seems it, pretty standard. There seems to be something at the end of it, though. It seems like there's almost some kind of like souriness to the end of it. I don't know if that's just me. Um, doesn't seem to be that much. No. It's a it's a it's a good wheat beer. It's a, like Pete said, it's light. Uh, it's got a lot of um, banana. And clove characters, real. Uh, real oh, is that what it is? It could be nice. See, this is what happens. Real this is why you get, a, you get a Gabs judge <laughs> on the fucking panel. No, I'm not. No, New South Wales and and South Australia, not Gabs. Gabs is a festival. But anyway, yeah, Peter. Oh. Um, yeah, so it's got a lot of good uh, good yeast characters in there. Um, it's nice and light for five point two percent. It's um, yeah, good. Yeah, it's tasty. I'm not going to say that it's easy to drink because I say that about practically every fucking yeah. beer. You do. This we'll isn't a stout. About the ten uh, percent celebration hour, right at the end. Well, so far every time you've thrown something at me that's whiskey strength, um, I've enjoyed it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, screw yeah. you. Yeah. Well, they've been all pretty good so far. We we haven't actually hit a bad one yet. So, but I I actually really like the can design as well and just the color of it. Like it's 
stands out like dog's balls. Yeah, well, we were talking about them just after we got in the car, how they've got a bit of a classic look but a modern take on it. And mm. they, they're, all, they're all quite different but similar. It's a stupid comment, I know, but... Same, same, but different. It's like they have the same layout, but just the just like the writing fonts. Like this kind of has like an old school. Like I, you know, I mentioned, there's kind of what you might see on like a whiskey bottle, but modernized and and kind of in neon. So yeah. I have a question for you, and I um I, the the question immediately came to mind earlier, but I Where thought I'd wait until the podcast. What? It's just not a can. I don't know. It's just weird. Oh, they've got lots of little sayings. Who you been with? Right. They've got lots of little sayings all over the can. There's there's some hidden in like on the edges of the printing and everything. What? So Chris is going to be the one I'm going to be reminding to talk into the mic tonight. By the yeah. look of it, um, you said to me when you when I first got here. Now before we show you, we're just letting you know that when we didn't get it to give you shit. I was wondering. You, we weren't, I wasn't even going to mention that. So it's a pink can and it's called Priscilla. He went on to explain that that's why he said, I wanted to know why we Priscilla pink. and pink was related well, no, to me because, in the first place. Because I know that I saw, because we had picked up uh, that selection of beers we had. Yeah. Uh, they're not necessarily the lightest of selections. And I know that I saw a uh, wit beer, but I couldn't remember what the can looked like. So I went through and then I noticed the, the pink can. It was pink. Okay. It's not actually because it's pink or because of the name Priscilla. But it's because it was a Whitby and it just happened to coincide that, you know. We, we actually saw the Whitby before we saw any of it and just yeah. getting you a light beer. Because it's just a usually, coincidence oh, okay. that we can give you, you shit for you, saying that we picked the pink beer for you. Right, usually, now I understand. Yeah. You, picked it, you picked the beer for me and we it happens to come in a, beer. Yes, correct. And it happened to be, yes, yes. that's what it was. So anyway, okay, do you want to keep going on Iron Fist or? Um, that's pretty it's much. much there's not really that much to it. Although it's got, it's almost got in the second ep a kind of a legion-y feel. Sort of because he's been taken into the psychiatric yeah. ward and not like it's anything like Legion, but it was kind of cool to see, you know, how they it's a completely different take where the superhero is not heroic and shit at the beginning. Like he's, yeah. he doesn't have instant super strength. He doesn't have anything that straight away he can just get himself out of trouble when he's, if he's captured or accosted or assaulted or any of that, like he needs to actually concentrate and Focus his and chi. focus his chi in order to sort of bring the power out. Hmm. So under the all the drugs and shit, when he's uh, in the psychiatric ward, he you know struggles to be able to meditate and actually escape. He can't escape under normal circumstance. He'd be able to punch fuck out of all the walls and just walk out the door. Yep. So it was cool to see the vulnerability in the character as well, especially this early on. So it helps to establish the growth of the character over yeah. the season. I suppose that's a huge. Um, I haven't I haven't watched Luke Cage, but that's a huge uh, juxtaposition to Luke Cage. Massive, just yeah. Literally walks through. Yeah, and yeah. They and, and riddle him with bullets, and they just bounce off. Yeah, yeah. And he rips a fucking car door off and uses it as a shield that he doesn't need. Yeah. I, I just yeah. realised it's kind of yeah. purely for artistic flair. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I also like the juxtaposition of the style. So you know, Luke Cage is very, very uh, Harlem nineteen twenties style. Um, the way that it's filmed, it's it's got a colour filter over the over it for the whole season, mm. um, and it's very different to. Um, you're right. Iron Fist is quite neutral. It's it's very clear. It's got the standard uh, Netflix four K grainy. Not really four K, but it is four K. Yeah, that annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah. So it's got like a filter over it to make it. No, look uh, it's all Netflix. All Netflix con- content in 4K looks horrendously bad when compared to 
There's a bit of noise on flat textures and stuff like yeah, that, and on like faces and shit. Yeah, it's, um, you you ignore it pretty quickly, but it's you just get it's used to it. Noticeably more grainy than anything you'll see yeah. on Blu-ray. Right, it's yeah. a it's a bitrate thing. It's yeah. a technical yeah, limitation. Anyway, cool. I don't want to bore the listeners. Um, anything? You got something? Oh, pretty much done on Iron Fist. I reckon I'm yeah. wait. I'm going to be watching more of it tonight when I get home. Okay. Hey, go down. I'm, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here and saying. Oh right, I've got, I've got, I've got stuff, but I don't. Yeah, know. well, so you've been in, actually yep. off the back of what you usually ask us what we've been reading, and I know that you've been reading something as well, mm. Com- comic book wise. Uh, what have I been reading? I'm rereading, kind of reading for the first time, essentially, because I was so young that I don't remember any of it. Um, inf- uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I'm really struggling through it. I mean, I, I bought the the omnibus, so it's 363 <laughs> pages. When was it written? Seven. I'm about to look at it. Late seventies, I think. Yeah. No, I don't know off the top of my head. Old, old. Um, Could be early eighties, but I think late seventies. I'm really struggling through it just because of the style is not what I grew up with when reading comics. Published by DC Comics, 1985 to 1990, uh, 1986. Yeah. So, yeah, right. I mean, look, I said 85 to 86, didn't I? I didn't yeah. say 95. I expected late 70s. So, arc-wise, it's supposed to be pretty groundbreaking for DC. Um, you know, it was the first time they pulled a shit ton of DC characters together and wrote them into an arc. But it was back when, when they were writing comics, they would explain everything that the, act, the characters were doing. And it's fucking annoying. So, you've, you've kind of got that. Over-exposition. With- yeah, exactly yeah. right. So now Superman is joining up with Superman from Earth 2 and it's like, yeah, I, I know oh, really? we just that, read it that. Explains that it, it? It's, it's horribly that's... detailed and yet at the same time for the first, you know, 75 odd pages, it's so fast paced that you've got no idea what the fuck is going on. You've got characters that they haven't explained who they are, who got to a place they don't explain how. Oh, I think I mean, not having read it specifically or anything around it, but having read some of the others, uh, some of the other crisis stories mm. that have been done in the the preceding years, um, uh, preceding years, post years, I don't know. <laughs> the, years the, the, the years after. The years after. It's been a long day. Um, there's a lot that happens around before in other story arcs and things like that. So characters are brought in and there's even lead up side stories that they do. And And that might be the case here too, but I found that at page like 140, they, they actually, the the characters actually say, now I'm going to explain to you the backstory as to how all this shit unfolded. So maybe, maybe it didn't then. There might've been some lead up explanation, but certainly within the arc itself, you're halfway through the arc before they go, Right now, I'm going to explain why that guy took you here and then subsequently died. Um, they spend so much time talking about how I'm walking from one end of the room to the other, yeah, exactly. and I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm, look, I'm glad I'm reading it because it is supposed to be seminal for DC. It is yeah. the first, you know, major arc where they've brought together that many characters. It, it kind of paved the way for all of the other Infinite Crisis storylines. It paved the way for Blackest Night and Brightest Day. You know. So, it's a piece of history and it's a pretty significant piece of DC's history. Funny thing also is, is that a lot of the writers, because Marvel come up pretty early mm. before DC in terms of how good their writing was, but DC, it wasn't until a lot of the Marvel writers sort of uh, jumped shipped over to DC and since have been back and forth, but sort of did the same thing for them. There's, there's tons and tons of writers who did it, but- yeah. 
it's the same sort of thing in terms of the cartoon series that you got at the moment. DC's killing Marvel with cartoons. And Which I'm going to lead into next. So oh, it's, cool. a, it's a good segue. Good segue. And unless, unless Marvel can do something about their, their directors and even to a degree the, the animators, they're like never going to catch up at all. Um, it's kind of the opposite of what's going on in the movies <clears throat> in the cinematic universe. Again, oh, it's yeah, it's, it's yeah. all over the place, man. And but the TV series. I mean, it all comes down to writers. And they've basically said if, um, if Wonder Woman flops, then that's pretty much it. They're going to have to fucking reboot in five years' time yeah, after fuck. the dust has settled. And reboot, recast. Cause oh, what, I mean, hope they don't recast too many of them. But. Uh, critically, you know, Batman v Superman and Man of Steel both flopped badly. I love both movies. I fucking I watch them over and over. But, you know, the critics said Batman that they were a piece Superman, of shit yeah. and they're who decide whether or not they bother to make another one, fundamentally. Well, actually, I think that depending on what happens with, um, uh, after, like, home video sales actually has a lot to say these days in it as well yeah but that's because they keep releasing director's cuts and directors all the shit that chris loves ultimate edition but the thing is and i can't remember if we've touched on this before or not but they they need to just get their shit together and just release that in the cinemas stop the stop, director's cut stop wasting yeah. all our time and wasting all of our money there's would, enough, there's an, you're right, there's enough comic book movies now where we don't need the watered down, dulled down version for mum and dad watching it with the two year, eight year olds, deliver the comic content um, or don't bother. But you have, you, you have to, but you have to produce something for the parents taking their kids in. You, you have to do it. Yeah, but you don't. I mean, look at Logan. Yeah, that's different. That is so fucking different. That's like Deadpool. That that's like saying, "Oh, Deadpool." Yeah, but they've they've done like Deadpool, Deadpool and went- Logan both stayed true to the comic characters more so than a lot of the initial cuts of of the movies we watch. Yeah, but no, no, no cuts going to help um, Wolverine Origins. I don't care how they cut that movie Nothing's going to save it Oh, I thought he was making a pun No Ah, okay No, he was saying that the movie was shit And, and no amount of director's cuts could save it from being shit Oh, wait a minute Wolverine Origins Origins X-Men, X-Men Origins, Origins Wolverine. Wolverine Yeah, because yeah. the Wolverine was fucking good I like that movie The Wolverine, yeah, I, I like yeah, the Wolverine That was yeah. badass hmm. Yeah Yeah, okay Okay um, Cartoons Is that what you were... Uh, no, Justice League Dark. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get yeah, the next one. Cool. You've seen that? Have I have seen not that? seen Justice League oh, Dark. Dude, it's Lend fucking it, good, it good man. Yeah, so I have it in my bag here. Yeah, Dan cool. just gave it back to me. So, uh, who do you got? You got uh, Batman basically needs to come to the Justice League for help. And I, w- I won't give you too many spoilers, but um, it's a fucking cartoon. It's the same yeah. as everything that happens fine, in every comic book. I don't, I don't care. Um, there's a bad guy. There's a team. Yeah, there's a bad guy. There's a team. The and then guy. they go and fight but, shit. But, but first it looks like they're going to lose, but then eventually they win. Yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> it's actually really well... It's really well scripted. Oh, like, I've got to say, yeah, it was one of the best Shit happens scripted. that you don't... It's it's like reading a comic book. I or, love DC animated watching, for that. It, no, but the, the last couple... Killing Joke, even though I like, and I'll like it even if I don't like it because I have to like it. Um, yeah, they made a major mistake. With that they movie. they did a few things in that, but the I just I still get still get weird shivers thinking about the sex scene with Batman and that was that was fucking wrong, dumb. It just yeah, I don't know why they did that, but it's been well. something that they've been. 
threading into a few of them. Even the last, the one before that was Teen Titans versus Justice League or the other way around. Have you yeah, seen that? Yeah, I watched that, yeah. So they had the two stupid things that they're doing is shit like, do you remember the kid that was dancing on, I see, I don't even remember it, the kid that was dancing in the arcade on the, the dance dance mat? It was yeah. like a three, the four DDR minute scene. Mat. Yeah. And then there was the bit where Teen Titans go into action and it, there's this 30 second clip of Starfire getting naked and then her suit just <laughs> materializing on her. Onto her. And yeah. it's like, why? You just don't need to do that. But in terms of uh, the Justice League Dark movie, fucking really well done. Batman is essentially useless throughout the whole movie, which yeah, I like. He, he, he helps one of the characters. Yeah. Well, I mean, he does a couple of little things behind the scenes, but they never yeah, focus on what no, he's doing, he's which not. is good, yeah, and which is great. Uh, the magical shit that happens in it, the animation, really yeah, cool. cool. And even even the subtle magic that Constantine does, it's, yeah. it's he just does some things just for a pointless part. It, it's not even a major part of the scene, yeah. but he just does a little bit of magic, the match in the swamp. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it did nothing really to advance the scene. It was just a beautifully put in little thing to yeah, show I this agree. is what he's capable of, this is what he does, and this is how he treats magic around him. It was done really, really well, and the all the different colours that they all had for the different uh, the sorcerers had the different powers diff- different, and stuff, different yeah. abilities, and yeah, Constantine's yellow with all the symbols looked fantastic. I loved it. And here's a bit of trivia for you, Dan. Um, the actress that played Zatanna, I don't know if you watched the director's commentary or not already, but I, I have. Yeah, no. So in the comics and stuff, all of her spells. Are backwards. Yeah, that's her, that's what she actually does. The yeah. actress actually learnt them all. Backwards. Learnt them all backwards. That would have been a challenge for the one of the big scenes. Yeah, and everything was so because like she did not play them, and then we just reversed it. She actually learnt them all backwards. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah wow. That's- and even um, I can't remember the name of the dude that plays Constantine. Yeah, I can't remember anyway. But he, the dude that played him in the actual series, is in the cartoon. But it's the same thing for him in terms of remembering the spells night kind of shit. He actually get had to get trained up on that during the TV series, so he was still pretty uh, okay, pretty so sort of cluey with his and- with his spell divination yeah, vocabulary yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So they had to learn how to do that shit. It's pretty cool, good series. I'll lend it to you, Pete. It's brilliant. Yeah, cool. Go watch and, it. Sounds good. And they portrayed Constantine really well. I I thought it was great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and because I'm I've been reading Constantine since it came over from. Um, Hellblazer. Yeah, so it changed when the New 52 started. Constantine came into the um, DC, DC official universe. So he's interacting with all of the other, the other Justice League and everything like that. Yeah. Um, they did a run of, it was called Constantine. Um, and then uh, when it changed, oh, it changed a year or so ago. Yeah. And they changed it back to Hellblazer. Yeah, cool. So it did, did a full run of quite a few, probably 20-odd comics, and um, yeah, then they changed it back to Hell's Blazer. But yeah. I, they're one of my most enjoyed comics that I get on a regular basis. Over the, overall, the story arcs are really different, really creative. It's like they've put someone um, not used to dr- just throwing out the same Superman-Batman stories. They've thrown someone in there that can actually come up. And the writers have changed a few times and so have the artists. But, uh, yeah, really creative, really clever and oh, interesting. 
We'll definitely have to check more of that out. I've still got some issues of yours I, I need to catch up on and read, but yeah. I'm, oh, you're way behind. Yeah, they yeah, They would have yeah. been like the first couple when it when he came into the yeah. DC universe, so long way behind. So we've got here in front of us, we've got uh, Liberty Brewing Company from Auckland, uh, 7% Knife Party IPA. Uh, I like the name of that. Yeah. It, it's There's actually a very interesting story behind the name. I'll read it to you. Well, well to give you the brief notes on it. Um, it was the winner of the West Coast IPA Challenge in 2013. So they they had called it um, uh, Yakima Kitchen Sink um, because Yakima Valley, Yakima Monster. Mm. We, we had in the last podcast. Yeah, we I should have brought it up then. Yakima Valley in Washington State is a wine region, so they grow a lot of hops out of there as well. Okay. Yeah. and that cool. was why it was called Yakima Monster. And they were originally going to call this Yakima Kitchen Sink because they'd thrown everything, everything in everything into it um, to go into this. Um, uh, West Coast IPA challenge that they won in 2013. Then they thought uh, Yakima Kitchen Sink was a shit name, which is what the uh, <laughs> bottle actually says. So let's be honest, Yakima Kitchen Sink is a pretty shit name. Uh, so they changed it to Knife Party, and they won. Uh, they won a run a trophy for it in 2013. So um, comments on it? Will I try it? Some very man. It's an IPA. Yeah, it's it's got lots of hoppy character to it. I can smell the resin. Don't tell me it's Amarello again. I don't know. It doesn't actually say. Oh. Um, that's fairly bitter. There's there's a bit of hop character mm. there. It, uh, it it tastes a little aged to me. Um, you want to keep chatting while I check the bottle? Sure. Yeah, no, it's all right. I've, um, I've been drinking a lot of IPAs actually recently, but this seems to be a little bit a little bit on the light side. It it seems it seems a bit down. Um, I just there is a there is a batch date on here. I like the label on it as well. Oh no, there's a there's a batch number, but no no actual date. So I mean, I think it's a hop flower and a mouth fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a cool. Hop, a hop cone, um, which sounds as weird no, well, as they, what it. Uh, uh, they're, oh, or they're giving, giving each other flowers. flowers? <laughs> it's a mouth on a pair of legs with two arms giving a hop cone on two legs with arms giving. Oh, he's giving him roses. Or are they hitting them with the other? Flowers? Or maybe they're hitting each other with them. I don't know. It's weird shit. There's no knives. No, there are no knives, but it's a it's a cool name. Oh, that's seven point one percent too. It is. The alcohol's the alcohol's well fairly hidden. Fairly hidden yeah, mm. but uh, it, uh, for to to boast that it won the uh, West Coast IPA, it's uh, it's lacking a bit of hop character. But that yeah. uh, that just could be distance and travel, unfortunately, time. and time. It's all right though. I could drink it. Might be the twenty thirteen winner. Might <laughs> yeah, explain it might be. <laughs> in <laughs> which case it's old. fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a uh, yeah okay. It it is what it is, unfortunately, because I thought that the Yakima Monster from last week was great. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. was yeah, same. It was really good. It was. It tasted really fresh, and um, really hoppy. So I was kind of expecting a, a beefed up version of that almost for for this one, but uh, because of the alcohol boost. No, because um, of the different styles. The the one last week was a an American pale ale. Right. This is an IPA, which is that that on steroids. Yeah. Step up. So you so, kind of have Session, IPA, then American Pale Ale, then IPA? Uh, no, it's American Pale Ale is a different style to Session IPA and IPA. Right. Yeah, different different numbers in bitterness, slightly different. Yeah, a little bit, I don't know. It's pretty murky. Okay. They, do, they do overlap to a certain extent, but. There's enough variety that you can gray it out pretty. It's, it's pretty gray, not black and white. Yeah, yeah, basically. The, cool. I mean, the, the session, the session IPA, 
category has only come into judging in the last year. Right. Just okay. every, everybody's doing, everybody's knocking the alcohol down a little bit just so it's- It's easier it's to easier. drink and move more of it ultimately. Move yeah, more right. of it. And I mean, bars are, bars are looking for things like that because they don't, well, especially in our country, um, they don't want people getting absolutely sloshed on high alcohol beers and, yeah. and driving home or causing trouble or whatever. So yeah, it's reasonable. It's all, it's all changing a little bit, but I, I love session IPAs anyway. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, just because I like lower ones. So, um, yeah, Justice League Dark. Good. Yep. Cool. I like it. Yep. Can I good. talk briefly, very, very briefly about the disappointment that was The Division? I know we've mentioned it briefly in the context <laughs> of Wildlands. Um, I thought it would be an opportune moment to bring it up in a little bit more detail because they've just released their year two plan. Really? And it kind of- They're still going with it. And it summarizes for me the disappointment that was the game. So- It is with it. So, well, year two plan, uh, we're not really doing anything, guys. Just keep fucking coming and playing the same game you've been playing for the last 12 months. That's their year two plan. There's no content. There's no, there's no major service, um, uh, not service packs, expansions. Any sort of DLC or yeah, anything like that. Yeah, there's no major expansions planned for year two. They've said it's really hard for us to do core storyline-based content. So we'll do some narrative updates, but that's going to be about it. What do you mean it's hard to do core st- Storyline, that's your job. That's you, what you do. Yeah, yeah pretty that's much. What, that's you what make sort of games. Bought the, bought the game and paid you to do. So, so talk on the towns, basically. As much as Ubisoft have, we've have all, denied it. We've all been it. playing this, by the way. We all have it. We've all played it. We've tried it's just, to. It's such a disappointment. I mean, you know, Division was a game that I was excited. I mean, I know all of us were yeah, excited we were for. we were really stoked. I was obsessively excited for over two years while I kept delaying this game. The trailers they kept releasing every year at E3 were fucking mind blowing. It was actually None of one of the it was first. In the game. Yeah, one of the first PlayStation Four trailers we ever watched. We're all sitting around at Chris's place. E3, on the, man, I remember that yeah. shit too. Yeah, it was fucking groundbreaking. Ooh, we can do an E3. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, we we got the game. We played it. Pause it, it was, while we watch each trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can it watch was, it and do a reaction. No, that's what <laughs> I mean. We, we, we can all talk about it while it's playing. That shit. I, I don't think yeah. so. I Sorry. Think we, we, anyway, go. So, <laughs> you know, we we, we waited episode. around for this game. We played it. We got into it. It was. It was fun. The yeah. co-op was fun. The first time you played through each of the major campaign missions, if you like, there was, uh, I think, 12 in total. Yeah. We hit level cap. By the time you hit level cap and basically in order to, in, in order to hit level cap, you have to do all 12 missions only to hit level 30 and find out that the only way to progress from there Grinding. is to redo the same 12 missions over and over and over and over. So... You know, as a cover-based shooter where it's ultra-realistic in terms of weapons and, you know, various aspects of it is ultra-realistic and being a Tom Clancy movie uh, game, that's kind of the point, only to have to unload 16 clips into one fucking boss. It's completely unrealistic. So, anyway, it was, you know, for us, it was fun while it lasted, but it didn't last nearly as long as it should have for a two, three-year fucking lead-in. Bosses, though, uh, I mean, you... You, you do expect that for a boss, though. You expect that it's going to take every single one of you to deplete everything to, but that was, and, to and take him it, out. It's actually, it's good. I like the way you said that because it, it leads into one of the major, the larger issues that we had as a group of three of us playing. It takes all of you to do the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah. So they've got classes in the game. Those classes have, you know, skill specializations. It's cool that you can reskill so you're not locked into a path like you were in a lot of MMOs. And yet, 
ultimately two out of the three classes were completely fucking useless. Everyone ended up being DPS with a little bit of healing. Yeah. You didn't have a dedicated healer. You didn't have a dedicated tank because tank mechanics just still aren't functioning. It really didn't work. I mean, even as a sniper, like, it didn't matter. Those Sniping was pointless. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that aspect of it, though, but we really had to- I found that, and it, w- it was fun, I enjoyed it, but we had to work together. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to shoot these dudes over here and I know they're going to come after me. So, as soon as I do, then you guys need to, you shouldn't have that. The mechanics should just work. And in regards to the leveling, any game that comes out, and I don't know why they can't do it with these games or even RPGs in general, providing that you have enough content. So, uh, the Batman games yep. that have come out. You, by the time you get to the, the end of the game or by the time you get to a certain point where you need everything, you have everything so you can and progress. You feel and you And you, you, you do and you go on. Mad Max did the same thing. I just recently finished that. By the time you get to where you need to be and have the shit that you need, you've got it because you level up progressively. Yep. To play Division... We got to redo the same shit over and over again so you can get to a, a level to enter, you know. I mean, even going into the dark zone and shit. And it's like it kills the immersion of, you, you know. Uh, my, sorry, Dan, what were you going to say? No, I, wasn't, I was just, I was only going to say, I think I, in the whole time that I played, we went in about two or three times to the dark zone. And yeah, you guys did a bit more of that without me, but. I, yeah, and I, I enjoyed it. There were, moments, there were moments, there were moments of entertainment. There's yeah. unquestionable. But to me, I'm concerned that it's a sign of the uh, as as consumers we are now expecting a lot less from game developers yeah. than we were ten years ago. And I I mentioned World of Warcraft last podcast, and I don't really want to go into it again. And it's certainly not the only example. So games like EverQuest Two, um, Star Wars Galaxies. I've I've played a lot of online only games like The Division is. The amount of content that you got out of a game like that. You would literally, if you wanted to do every quest in World of Warcraft, you'd be up for easily 100 hours, maybe 200 to do everything in the game. That's the release day content. And that's before the DLC came out. And yet The Division, hugely popular game by a huge maker of games or distributor of games, Ubisoft. And it's it's fucking 10 hours content. And that's it. And that's acceptable to us. For and Which is fucking terrible because for an RPG... Uh, yeah, well, what they were shooter, RPG, yeah. right? Open world RPG. It was they were kind of trying to challenge the genre, and I guess they did they, to an extent, but they failed at the core mechanics. They only they, challenged they it. They, they failed at their execution of doing something different. They yeah. only challenged it in the fact that it wasn't a fantasy based RPG. That's it. Yeah, but there was no, but there's lots of core RPG elements that they could have and should have lifted. But as any any game, game that you've played, yep. Right, you level up progressively with as the story goes on. Yeah. It was completely the opposite here. All of the elements were there, sure, hmm. but in terms of any content being there to naturally evolve with any kind of storyline, it was fucking over before it began. Yeah, um, and with I the, still enjoyed it, and with the exception of something like Army of Two, which I admittedly haven't played. Badass, but. But if you want a game where more than two people have to cooperate to, to succeed you, and, and you want it to stay fun over a long period of time, you have to establish roles and those roles must be invaluable to the outcome of the group. Yeah. So they built mechanics into the game. They have tank, you know, they have a tank skill tree 
where you could specialize in being the bullet, you know, the guy yeah. that ran out in front and took all the shots while someone else did all the damage. Classic RPG mechanics. DPS, you've got a tank and you've got a healer. They had all that in the game. It just didn't function. Every person could heal themselves effectively enough yeah. that you don't need a dedicated healer. Yeah. Every person, uh, the, the tanking mechanics just fundamentally didn't ever work. Their, their code didn't work. So, no matter what I did as the tank, I couldn't get the attention of guys. They were off shooting whoever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, that was... That was so, it, you know, they just, they failed. So, you know, they released, I think, three DLCs in the first year as part of the season pass. The first one was, we'll build a modular dungeon system, which was kind of a cool concept. But ultimately, I played for about four hours and got bored. That's after getting bored of the core game. Um, no, that was the second. Sorry, the first one was insurgency. So instead of having yeah, four yeah. people in a in a group doing a mission, you had four people walk into a really big room and kill one boss. Raid. Yeah, and and to be honest, it was the it first was one was cool. I, yeah, the first one was different. It was like fuck. Are they going to do something like a, an MMORPG where you had special boss mechanics that you needed to understand and defeat? Or like I've seen you do in War in yeah. uh, World of Warcraft. Everyone has a role, and you have to yeah. do things. You have to understand how the boss works in order to defeat but it. No. Well, that's true for the first one. The problem is then they released the second one and it was exactly the same as the first. Yeah. So, again, they took a, f- a cool recipe and instead of changing it for each boss, they just fucking cloned it. It's just cookie cutter shit. And to be honest, after playing 73 fucking Assassin's Creed games, I'm kind of thinking that's what <laughs> Ubisoft do. do yeah. Yeah. It's just shit out the same content over and over. I love Ubisoft games. I'll continue to buy them. I always have. I've been we're, a big we're fan. all about in a couple of months. And that's we're all why about. they'll continue making shit games, people, because people will continue to buy. That's why right. we're all going to play game. Wildlands, we right? Which is Ubisoft, and oh, we'll buy the Ubisoft, next isn't it? Yeah. Okay. We've, we've learned now, though. We will wait two months until they've patched it to an well, extent where it's bug list was longer than my arm. I'm glad you paused there and changed <laughs> what you were going to well, say. To you know, um. well, this is not this is not a clean podcast by any stretch of the imagination, but we'll we'll ease into that over the next few episodes. Yeah, um, we're a little over the halfway point, so the um, the horrible spruiking should probably begin while Dan cracks open the ruthless chili IPA. You go. We'll pour that in a minute. All right, no dramas. Uh, so I shall make this quick and painless, but um, something really cool. Our new IPA has we've started brewing that last week, and me and Dan went up to Hunter Valley, Hope Estate, uh, to cut up a bunch, twenty uh, something fucking grapefruits, twenty five grapefruits, peeling grapefruits. Uh, what took us about two hours? Yeah, it took us some time. That's for our electronic particle accelerator. Uh, Electrochemical particle. Uh, uh, Electrochemical. 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 I've written it down wrong. What a dickhead. (laughs) You're the one that came up with it. You came up with the name. I've written it down wrong. Uh, No wonder you keep shortening it. Yeah, awesome. Electrochemical particle accelerator, people. That we're going to release artwork for uh, a matter of days. We'll do it. We'll release this on the weekend and then we'll release the uh, the the artwork as well. Yeah, so it's looking pretty good so far. So that's our uh, grapefruit and blood orange IPA. So that's coming very soon. About um, halfway through fermentation, and we're extremely happy with how it's tasting already. And we haven't even put uh, the grapefruit or the blood orange yet, or any dry yeah, hops. Yeah, so. it smells and tastes yeah, tasty. Really good. So yeah, we're we're really stoked with what the uh, the um, Hope guys have been looking after it for us. Yeah, for the last. Four I'm yet days. to taste it. Good man. I've been looking forward to it. Apart from that, uh, May the 4th is coming up. And although that's... What month is it now? It's March. March? March. 
It's like the 20th. Oh, that's a while away. It's the 20th of March for all those listening at home. Cool. So May the 4th is coming up and our solo contract is pretty much almost done and um, wouldn't be available. But luckily, uh, there's been some demand for it from several venues across uh, Brisbane, Sydney and Canberra. Uh, So we are doing that again. So we're doing another small batch for that for the event, which is going to be pretty cool and will be available, uh, souped up with some more hops in there as well. You couldn't get a more perfect beer for May the 4th, right? Yeah, no. It's a celebration of Star Wars uh, and well, yeah, Star Wars you know, themed beer. You know, if we'd thought ahead, uh, because one of our big things was we were never going to do the same beer again, we would have released the Star Wars beer for May the 4th, but we released it at launch. But uh, also, we're going to have to do it again next year in a different kind of version when the Han Solo movie comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's 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 good. Yeah, that's a challenge for you guys, and that's the evolution of, yeah. of beers in a microbrewery, right? It would have been really or in cool. Or in a gypsy brewer. Yeah. I think that's cool. But it's, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, and uh, that's, that's all that's going on for us, music? isn't it? Music. Music. I would like to say a big thank you to, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Uh, <laughs> who did not do our music. Yeah, uh, Justin Gonzalez, yes. who I'm um, still uh, retrieving some specific info with regards to how we can uh, flaunt his wares and skills. He's uh, behind the music for our intro and outro, and we've got some really cool stuff that we're doing with him as well uh, for some other elements of uh, promos and stuff that we're doing. So, yeah, thanks, uh, Shins. Big, yeah, big thanks awesome for that. Thank you. Fucking good at what he does Absolutely. and, and, and what we want. yeah yeah and and for potentially five to ten people um, that downloaded our last episode early uh, not last weekend yeah. the weekend before I kind of fucked up the um, the recording so Shins's music was playing at what one hundred and twenty five or one hundred and fifty percent of normal speed so apologies if you happen to download Just done that the version time. you got the hardcore techno yeah. version probably. <laughs> See, it was <laughs> yeah hard metal. Yeah. Um, it yeah, was I've fixed. Since slowed it down. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. So thanks Jeez. again, mate. Really appreciate it. And we'll uh, be popping some of his details up if uh, you need anything musically. Uh, so you can hit him up and he can get something sorted for you. Cool. Um, I actually don't have a lot to say other than thank you very much for your continued support in the podcast itself. Uh, I think we're what three? Well, we're we're three episodes. Uh, two release days, so it's at a fortnight. So we're we're in week five since we initially re- released, and we're at around two hundred and fifty downloads, which is um, you know awesome. Um, thank you so much for, for Chris's. All you. Chris is trying getting the next all excited. <laughs> and his face oh, is lit it's up. It's what I've always wanted: <laughs> a fucking chili beer. Sure, we'll get to it in a sec. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you very much for your support. Um, you know, from my perspective, uh, I want more um, feedback from you guys. I want to know what, what you think we're doing well and what you don't think, what you're not liking about it. Um, if you've got any questions for any of us about any aspect of, aspect of anything that we've talked about so far or the podcast itself, uh, hit us up on Facebook or... Um, we'll w- give all those details at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yep. But I want, I want you to talk to me. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for the people that have already emailed in and spoken to us and hit us up through Facebook. Uh, much appreciate feedback and uh, it's all been positive so far, which is good. And we've got some some really cool shit planned over the next you know, a month or two for the podcast. So yeah, you're yeah, going lot, to lot witness an evolution for this podcast. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned. Okay, let's keep this moving. We're running out of time. I uh, just want to quickly say that we've got uh, the Solo Contract and the War Rig, uh, both of our XPA and our Belgian Chili Chocolate Ale, on at the Pump House in Darling Harbour. Incorrect. Okay, incorrect. The War Rig. The War Rig. The War Rig. 
the war rig is on the solo contract is not on anymore but it will be popping up in queensland and south australia very soon the samples are out with our distributor so keep an eye for it um we're on to the next beer um this is the brew dog uh chili hammer at the ruthless chili ipa 7.2 percent um there's a big long blurb on the side uh, I'm not going to read it out, but uh, thank you, Dan. Chris, uh, Chris was very happy with it's what he first amazing. tried. So do you want to talk about it? And I'm going to try it. Oh, it's chilly as fuck. Uh, it it leaves a really, really fuck. warm burn in the back of the throat, and I like it. It's um, it's actually really well separated. So you get a beer hit that is very much yeah. pure beer, the and just then the back. you get the chili at the end, and it's I'm impressed. You don't yeah. actually get much chili flavor. You get. No, you don't get heat. the flavour, yeah. you just get the yeah. heat. heat. Yeah, okay. Um, it's a it's a very pale beer for um, for what it is. I, usually people put chilli with Darwin. I suppose they don't, actually. Um, it's, a, it's a light straw, goldy colour, a um, little bit hazy. Um, but yeah, there's not, not a lot of hop character or anything to it. But, yeah, um, the warmth um, really hangs around, the, though. The warmth mm. does, yeah. The chilli's done really well. It's not so overdone good. or anything. It's, a, it's, um, yeah, it's got that, it's got that chilli... Absolutely bang on. If you had told me a year ago, Chris, that I'd be enjoying a chili a beer, chili beer. <laughs> I would have told you you're a fucking idiot. But um, expand no, your mind, just, Pete. Yeah. Expand your mind. It's one of those things. And it's a, really a, good. Again, the, the can, the thing that stuck out, it, just the green. It's like my favorite color green just about. And I saw it and I've gone, oh, that's cool. Chili hammer. And it's got nothing on it. Like there's nothing on the front. Is, there's a massive there's a massive blurb just where he and, and brew dogs are pretty well known craft brewer. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. He I makes a lot that. of good quality beer. One of, one of the best in the world. So, But no, but it's just a really simple, simple It is a simple can. design. I like it. Yeah, but the, you, man. the beer's impressive. Uh, so, yeah, that's that one. I just want to go on to something that... Uh, You've the, been hankering to talk about. I can see you well, shaking. Well, yeah, kind of. Um, I'm going to destroy what we've... What the Chris's job in here, destroying the magic of podcasts. So, we, we recorded two back-to-back uh, last time, and we got fairly pissy by the second one. When we so, say fairly pissy? Very pissy. So I was we, slurring at the end. And you you and cut me off when I slurred through WWW. You, you were almost, you were almost falling asleep. We were all asleep, fading so out a bit there, yeah. The end. And the sexual innuendo got dialed up to 11, which yeah. you'll come to learn at some point in this <laughs> podcast series that that's... That's who we naturally are, but we might just... And we mean no offence by anything of it, but we decided after the three of us listening to it that we probably shouldn't release that one to the public, um, but we will... There uh, might be some snippets, maybe. We, we, might, we might cut it up and throw it out there, but something that came from that was uh, Chris's challenge to me, but it was sort of a, a group a challenge going forward, and that was to challenge one of us to endure something that the other two, other two or other one enjoy... Um, but that person that they're challenging ultimately can't stand. Uh, once again... It, it'll going, make a whole lot more sense in a moment when Dan explains what he's been challenged to. Going going <laughs> back on my words, I fucking hate this idea, but I love it as well <laughs> because I was the first one that Chris hit up and I have to sit through the entire first season of Supergirl, which I think looks horribly, horribly shit uh, and have barely made it through any of the trailers or TV spots. <laughs> Um, oh, I wish I could be a fly on the wall as you watch though, it. It's funny though. It's always funny to hear because me and Pete have discussed that out of out of the three of us, there's always two of us that like something and the other one doesn't. And it yep. does rotate. It does cycle through. But even though that's the case, it's usually always to do with something that we all actually like or it's in the universe of the oh, shit yeah, that we're yeah, actually yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, 
I'm not really a DC person, except for Batman. I pretty much only read Batman. Dan's the DC person. Uh, Supergirl. But can't stand the TV series. But can't you can't stand, stand anything the TV by CW. I no. just think you hate the, the, the distributor. Well, I... Well, I'd, they keep churning out shit. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I, so, I just think that the... Uh, it'd be amusing to hear someone review something that they, they kind of might not they necessarily enjoy. Um, I don't think this is going to be the one, but at some point, one of us will challenge the other to watch something and they're going to come back and go, you know what? Oh, it was pretty good. It yeah, was no, pretty good. It, I, I can, don't I, think I, this is going to be good. I reckon Dan's going to like this. No. no I don't know. It starts corny and it, it ends still pretty corny. I mean, every... Every single episode yeah, know, in the opening, I'm sitting there next to the wife on the couch and I wait for her to say it and I go, Supergirl. Oh, no, it's just it doesn't a- say that. Or oh, do- yeah. Oh, it totally All does. of the DC oh, series. No. It totally I does. am the fastest man alive. Oh. I am the Flash. Oh, God. I needed to become someone you're else. Not, you're I really needed to not become telling something, something else. else. I am the Green Arrow. Okay, enough. <laughs> 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 I'm going to be subjected to it anyway, so yeah. let's just, let's just pretty let me shit. do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this is also spawned off a couple of things that have been touched off. Uh, Chris challenged Pete to play a Call of Duty, which he did, and uh, then rattled off all of the other Call of Duties he's actually played in the yeah. past. So it wasn't necessarily the first one. Yeah. And Chris is going to Chris is going to take up uh, which Pete's I've always hated and play Battlefield One. Yes. Because uh, which I realise I can't lend to him, so he's actually going to have to spend money on a game that he doesn't really like. Oh, that's not going to happen. Because I Why bought can't a digital you lend download. It to me? Uh, digital download. No, I can just sign in with your account and download it to my library. Will that work? It's an online game. Won't you need to be signed into my account yeah, continuously? I don't think that'll work. No, no, no. There's a profile. There's, well, smart let's, smart. There's, let's, there's a way it let's, works. Let's look at this there's, off air. game show. Yeah, well, <laughs> we don't need to sort this out here. We'll, we'll and go, that's how we jailbroke Chris's anyway, PlayStation. Anyway, that's matter. what's happening. That's what's happening. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Uh, I think I'll have to get into it next week. So it'll be. Um, uh, next next podcast, I'll have some sort of opinion on it. And I've got one for one, if not both of you as well. So actually, you know what? I've got one for one of you and one for the other. So, Well, why don't you hit me with yours for me now? Because I don't have a current challenge. Uh, okay, Rodio. Well, my my one is to get one of you to play the first Oh, no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. No, that's not how it will. You have to, you, you have have to, to single wait. out specifically. You can't say one of you because oh, then right. what if someone picks? You have to say Pete. What if someone gets it easier than the other? What if it's well, something that I want to do but I, know that Pete doesn't want to do it but want to do it because I enjoy it and I want to do it? Okay. Well, yeah, okay. Pete, uh, I will lend you The Witcher 3. Yep. Um, and oh, I want to play that. No, well, you can play a different <laughs> section. You have to go into the uh, one of the expansions. Um, so Witcher 3 did a really good thing. They released the DLC. Uh, and they, you needed to be a certain level to go into the DLC. You could either go on your character that was from the main game or they level you up to level 33 and dump you in the but DLC. Pete's got to level up first before he can get into the bit. No, 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 I'd, I'd say they probably allocated it fairly evenly oh. across. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't oh. done it because my character was quite high. And you, when you get around to it, can play the, uh, the intro area. So the first section of The Witcher 3, which is about 10 hours. 10 hours. Well, if I've got to watch 10, yeah. to, 10 to 12 hours of Supergirl hour per episode. That's a fucking intro is 10 hours. Yeah. You know, that's going to take me like six months to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, All right. Okay. Cool. Um, so that's the, so I'll, Pete, I'll give you the Witcher 3 before you go. Yeah, cool. All right. Okay. Sounds good. 
All right. Okay, um, are we doing this now? Yeah, uh, uh, yes, do it, do it, do it. <gasps> no, uh, guys, we, we're going to spoil the hell out of Logan for the yes. next 10 minutes. been waiting for so 10 minutes. If you oh. want to catch us, we're at bountyhunterbrewing.com.au. We're at Bounty Hunter Brewing on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Bounty Hunter Banter. Uh, at Bounty Hunter Banter. <laughs> at Bounty Hunter Banter. It's, it's uh, wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. We're at bountyhunterbrewing.com.au on the interwebs. Facebook at Bounty Hunter Brewing. Instagram, hashtag Bounty Hunter Brewing. And also, uh, cheers again to the Q Sellers guys on Farnham Road, Quakers Hill, for our beers oh, yeah, that, that was, we drink. Yeah, and sorry. That you was can my see bad them I didn't, uh, on them. Instagram. Quakers Hill Sellers, great guys. Always help us out. We pay for the beers, but they always have a good yeah. recommendations for us. Great guys. Hashtag Q Sellers IG. Um, so now we're doing it in the email yeah the email address for the podcast is um, bhbanter at bountyhunterbrewing.com.au correct and the website is bountyhunterbrewing.com.au forward slash bhbanter okay cool Chris you have 18 minutes and 30 seconds to spoil the hell out of Logan and go Uh, corny sound effects the power of being the podcast tech Sorry to interrupt, but I thought I'd just jump in here to say that after holding our breath for the whole show to talk about Logan, we got a little carried away and completely forgot to review the fourth beer first. If you want to hear that without us ruining the movie for you, now's the time to jump to two minutes and 50 seconds before the end of the episode. Seriously though, if you haven't seen the movie, now's the time to skip ahead or turn us off because in the 16 seconds after I stop talking, Chris is going to ruin one of the most awesome two hours of movie watching you'll probably have all year. Last warning, three, two... One, bye. And go. Logan, Logan is awesome. I loved how it has the adamantium was poisoning and how he had the broken claw thing and the professor's Alzheimer's, as I said before, was <laughs> fucking killed. All of the mutants. You really the are. Reavers were bad. Uh, X-23 replacing Wolverine. I think he's a really good choice. And X-24 was a big surprise and I really loved it. It's fantastic. Hugh Jackman was great as both roles. He was. Yeah, he was. Starting from the what I thought was a, the you, most you logical. You really did go out of your way to ruin the movie for anyone that hasn't anyone. seen it. No time there. There was warning. No time. There was fair warning. There was warning. But we did the outro of the episode. So if they kept going after that, so it's their fucking problem. But the bit, that, the bit that I'll start on was earlier on in one of our earlier podcasts, I made a joke about Professor X's Alzheimer's killing the mutants. Yep. And I was fucking right. Yes. And that was, was it Alzheimer's? They, they say no. It's not technically. It's not, it's not it's Alzheimer's. Sort of he's having he's breaking down. Yeah, he's or, he doesn't know yeah. what the fuck's going on. Yeah, you do really need to stop talking over the top of each other. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. But yeah, I I thought that that was really cool, and it was actually quite sad to see him in such a. It was. It was. It was actually depressing. Yeah. Watching him in so many things and be that 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 strong leader. To seem broken, really physically broken. and Can't mentally, do nothing for and, himself. And the the death scene where he opened up to Logan that he really did remember, yeah, in some fashion what happened, what he did, yeah, and was truly sorry for it. And Patrick Stewart, awesome, like yeah. to, to to pull that off, and like uh, it was a fantastic sign off for him, yeah, and for Hugh Jackman. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was. Really I mean, that's good. that's what you get when you get a classically trained. Shakespearean actor oh, definitely. in a movie like that. He loves the character as well, yeah, he though. Does. And he loves working with Hugh Jackman, too. Like, it's essential. I mean, it's their movie. There's no one else in it. It's, it's, That's it's right. them. I, I would not be surprised if these two did this on a lower budget, to uh, on a lower pay, to, to sign off the characters. Hugh Jackman took a massive pay yeah. cut 
Kudos to him for doing that. To get it to the rating and to have the content in it yeah, that it did. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was still, they still did it on like 125 million or something which like that. Which is kind of fuck all considering. Considering Batman v Superman was 250 or something like that. And I mean, this is going to bring in more money than that. I mean, I know it's got a lot of backlog since the first X-Men movie, but um, yeah. They, they did it right, and but I mean, it took them nine movies they to get They did it right. They, Seven, that, 17 years. It took them 17 yeah, years. It, it, I mean, it's nine movies too, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I truly hope this is a sign that, that Marvel Cinematic Universe and, and, you know, DC, let's just keep our fingers crossed, but they've, they've turned the corner and they are now finally making movies about comic no. characters the way they are in the fucking no, comics. No, 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 no. Yeah, I agree with this that. This is yeah. because actors- well, not if 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 you're if you're first starring in a movie or you've been in two movies, you want to take in a pay cut so that you can get the character. I'm across. not talking about the pay cut. That's They're closed. Not, I no. mean, I mean between Deadpool and this Wolverine movie, Logan, they are the closest representations to the comic characters we read as kids in a movie. That's because the cast are getting paid fuck all. That's why, because they're keeping the story intact. No, it is. There's a causation issue there, though. I. What do you mean a causation I, I, issue? I think it's more. Can we not argue about this and talk about the movie? Instead? No, I, I think it's it's more that the the actors are now prepared. You're right to take a pay cut, but that they want creative control to do the character well. And the, the directors of the directors and the actors have been left alone from the studios. Yeah, from those two. That's to, to the- make- that's that's the big one. That's the core the, difference. The, the the studios have to let go, and Warner Brothers need to relinquish. Well, I guess not, but just take Zack Snyder off and put somebody else in. <laughs> but they need to let these guys. I mean, they fucked up by not letting Ben Affleck. Or I, we don't know the full story. But There's that's bits the and thing. They're not. There. They're not giving up that control because as long as they can say. This is how much money I'm giving you to do your job. Then that's how it works. Ryan Ryan Reynolds, man, he didn't get paid a hell of a lot of movie. He did it for the love of the character yeah. and what he wanted to do. Same as but Wolverine, same shit. But my, my point was money is not all the lack of money that, that Ryan Reynolds got paid is not why it was true to Deadpool. The fact that he took it was because of the love of the character and wanting to do the movie right. And, that, and his approach to the movie is what made it him do that movie well that may be correct but the reason why he's going to be some noise here because yeah. i gotta pull the paper the reason why <laughs> hugh jackman took the pay cut was to say give it an r rating because they weren't going to do it they didn't want to do it oh nice oh that's they didn't want to <laughs> they weren't prepared to lose money on a movie on making a wolverine movie r-rated seeing yep. how the last ones did and yet- so hugh jackman said well you know what take take all of my money and just let us make it and you're not going to lose anything because I'm giving it all back to you. Sure. That's how it works. So it's about actors loving the characters so much yeah. they want to do the movie right. That's what made yeah. it. Talk about the damn movie. That's yeah. it. Well, but anyway. I, the first thing that I noticed about it and I loved it all the way through, it was fucking brutal. Yeah. The way that a Wolverine comic is brutal. Yeah, fucking sad. Even more so. You see the blades go through the back of the skull and out through the front of the face it's just not something yeah. you generally Up see jaws, in a movie people lose limbs it's just it was fucking brutal and wolverine is a brutal character he yeah. is the anti-hero of the x-men you finally saw a genuine berserker rage yeah 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 and and from an old and dying wolverine and it was just it was still and the awesome the, the, the burial scene with patrick stewart's character charles xavier yeah. the burial scene and and the 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 juxtaposition of the two, 
the burial scene of Wolverine. I, that I, was I, that was the only thing that I found a little awkward. I actually didn't like that. Uh, like his which final, of the two? His uh, Wolverine final burial scene. I thought that was a bit weak. Very weak, actually. But the only characters that they had left were the kids, so it was never going to the be. Kids weren't. Yeah, the kids weren't massively. Uh, no, we discussed the, this as yeah, well. The rest, they, of, the rest of the children weren't, weren't, didn't have much of a presence, and they yeah. they seemed like. I don't know. They weren't. They but X twenty three. She was great, was but she was great. awesome. I don't think they needed any of the other kids. No, no. I just it, think that it, they needed no, to right. get her to wherever she you know, was going. That's it would it. have had more impact if she was standing over his grave on her own, yeah. without the rest of the kids. Yeah, there. definitely. Yep. And the way I mean, they kind of did that at the end when she pulled the cross out and turned it yeah. on its side to the X. And I mean, they they did that was well, but they didn't need the rest of those kids. Yeah, there. yeah. They, I agree. They knew him. I mean, they knew of him and they idolized him and everything, but. They could have just left them out. Like, they could have had them off in the distance watching her over the grave and had... I didn't like the little speech. Um, it just felt a little off to me, the whole thing. And from, it would have, from her? From X-23, yeah. Yeah, considering she doesn't talk throughout the entire movie and three and quarters of it in Spanish and then ma- all of a sudden... major monologue yeah, yeah. at the end there from <laughs> yeah. Shane. Touch um, much, but yeah. Yeah, it, it, that, that was just a bit... It was a bit off. But the rest of it, and you talked about the Berserker Rage, I thought that was... Fucking brilliant. And if I could have cheered and not looked like an absolute twat in the middle of the theatre, I almost did. I did. I I think I was like, fuck yes! Um, And a perfect reason to do it too. I mean, he's never done it in any of the other movies, but like throwing in that extra injection of the the serum to push him to that point, um, I think it was really good. And it didn't leave questions as to why he never did it in any of the others. I mean, you see little bits of it in the others. But not to this PG thirteen versions of it exactly. Yeah. So, but to to add that extra element in to have a reason there and people not go oh well. I mean, if he can do that, why the fuck didn't he do it? Oh, he's in got all nothing. He really had nothing left to lose. He was going to fucking die, and he knew it. Exactly. So yeah. he's yeah. just balls he was just, to the wall, exactly. man. And even just the condition you see him before he sort of heals up, and he. When did any of you guys see? Because this freaked the shit out of me when. When Logan comes over the top of Professor X while he's in bed, and you see Logan before he fucking X twenty four, yeah, yeah. But I had no idea. I was like, "Oh, what the fuck's going I on?" And then he's fucking. I, we, yeah. we had this conversation. I thought it was going to be either oh, a like saber tooth sequence or uh, a I it was going to be saber tooth clone or Albert, which is obviously the. I think the main were, idea behind what they were it, yeah. To, yeah. But he was, it was awesome. I think yeah, that was a Earth. brilliant adversary to bring him in. And that's been the whole point of everyone in the history of Wolverine comics ever is to recreate him and tame him. Yeah. And it was cool that they actually brought him in there and he fucking just annihilated Wolverine. Like, <laughs> and, well. and they, they brought him in with purpose too. I mean, yeah. obviously yeah. there needed to be an adversary that was going to be able, I mean, he really wiped the floor with him. Yeah. Um, X-24 wiped X-24 the floor with, with Logan. Logan. Yeah. Yes. With Logan. Yes. Um, but uh, th- there was a reason to have him in there and it wasn't pointless. Well, it, it, dro- it, was it wasn't good. just as an adversary for, Wolver- exactly. for Logan yeah. either. Yeah. Sorry, was- that was the better point I was yeah, trying to get to. It drove the plot forward. That's yeah. why they were getting rid of the kids. That's why the kids had to escape. That's why the nurses let them out. That's what drove yeah. the, the core story. So fucking good, man. It's my favourite Marvel got- movie. Eight and a half minutes. Um, you peaked early. Uh, we should have done the last beer before, <laughs> yeah. before signing we, off. Uh, before we signing off, but uh, we might do the last beer with like two minutes to go. So just sit there and enjoy it. All right. Keep going about Wolverine. Cool. The other thing that I thought was the most the most logical thing to do 
in history of Wolverine anything is make him like the, the the fact that he's being poisoned by the adamantium that's been in his body for yeah all that time. for all that time and have that be the because re- like really there's nothing else there's nothing else on the planet not even a nuclear fucking bomb yeah which he's been in, in yeah. civil war not even the incredible hulk which has torn him in half yeah. yeah that can kill this motherfucker so to actually have something that makes him who he is and made him the iconic character in comic books and he's my favorite fucking character of all time like i fucking love wolverine but to have the thing that makes him so fucking cool be the thing that's the actually, killing him. that's actually killing yeah. him and he can't yeah. do anything about it he can't have it removed unless magneto was around and unfortunately in this movie he wasn't and there were some yeah. cool interviews with ian mckellen bombing in on interviews with Hugh Jackman <laughs> and Patrick Stewart about it. Oh, fuck, no one calls me. No one returns my oh, calls. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but watch, he, he absolutely loved it. It was a piss funny. You watch the Graham Norton show. Oh, I get it. But I thought that was brilliant and just how things like he's when you first see him pop his claws yeah, in the movie and, the and I'm like, doesn't oh, quite this is going to be good. And then that claw doesn't quite come out and you're just like, what the fuck? And it's just like he's broken like yeah. broken parts on a car man that he's got to fucking fix and rejig it was they just- did a fantastic job of of taking his invulnerability away from him in a believable way that made you really feel for the yeah, character it completely I, I didn't get it until he came out of the hospital and he said i know what's in me, i know what's in me that's killing me and then ah. i've gone oh okay rightio that yeah. must be what he's talking about because Nobody can help him. I mean, I knew he was at the end of his life anyway. Yeah. And he'd been, he was done with it and everything like that. But that was where I, the penny sort of dropped with me. I yeah, was, yeah. I was waiting for that um, the Wolverine moment where he pulls the robotic little snake thing, worm <laughs> thing off his heart and his healing factor kicks back yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that, that moment. but It never came. It never came. And you know what? Leading up to that point, I should have known it wasn't that type of movie. Um, but the penny finally dropped for me then. Yeah, when I saw him on the on the on the bench, I don't know if it was a vet or a hospital now, I can't remember, and he's just got It was a GP. I was yeah, and he's just opened up, like he's yeah. clawed out and he's opened up and I'm just like, holy fuck. But he's still he's he's still a badass and he's like, Yeah, no, it's cool, I'll put my shirt on, we have to go. Yeah. But there's a fucking hole in yeah. his chest. Yeah. And it's like I like the um they they did a fantastic job of giving it a post apocalyptic vibe without going into any detail as to what the backstory there was of all there, there have been no mutant births for 25 years yeah but it was a it was a mutant apocalypse there were no more mutants being born yeah. and richard e grant let that virus out that uh, i forget what he said it wasn't meant to kill them off it was meant to do no 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 he was he yeah, wanted he was, to control to, them which meant to, yeah, kill yeah. all the natural mutants so that we could control okay. so they could we create the mutants. and yeah, yeah yeah so they they could patent the you yeah. know they could patent them and they and, didn't really, use they, them. they they didn't co- you know they didn't explain that until the very end of the movie or you know just before the final climax of the movie I thought they did a great job of giving it that post apocalyptic feel yeah. it's desert yeah. you know it's in Mexico yeah um yeah I Fucking brilliant movie. The Reavers were badass. Yeah, they were as well. But they weren't. They weren't over the top badass. They They weren't weren't impossible to kill. Yeah, yeah. There was enough of them to be hard. Just yeah, shot in the head, dead. No big speech. No, (laughs) no coming back. It shoots him Uh, in the head. Shoots the gun out of the next Reaver's hand, and just 
And it was what it was. It and was exactly, and it's, the, and it's the only other mutant in the show. I actually found Caliban did a great job of of the kind of the light humor that was inappropriately positioned amongst some really yeah. fucked up stuff that was going yeah. on. Yeah. I, you know, it was masterful in terms of writing. Is is all I can say. Oh, brilliant. The one thing, the 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 thing about shooting the uh, the two guys. I mean, that really goes back to his soldier days as well. Like yeah. he was a bang on shot, two shots, yeah. quick succession, one dead, one gun gone, and like that was that was it. Like, and a there was a lot of variety game. and a lot of seeing back, especially if you're a fan of the character and have read all that shit. Everything that he's ever done is. Tied into this movie. Yeah. And as well as elements from the other movies. Yeah. And even yeah. the ones that they were basically- even the references that they the made. And, and the cancelling like, out and everything like that. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was great. It really was good. And she was really good too as X-23. And she was sick, yeah, man. she was. And they stuck pretty well to her origin. I mean, they did they did really well with the, the two claws on the hands, one on and the, the one feet. one on the foot, yeah. Only the claws were covered in adamantium. Um, not her whole skeleton. Yeah. Well, they were uh, implants, so yeah, I, I thought it was yeah. great. They they did a really good job and across the board. She was a bit young. I think she was she was a bit young, considering that they're going to replace Wolverine in the next lot of Rebirth X Men movies with X twenty three. I doubt they will. I doubt they will. They'll they'll just recast Wolverine and go. They won't. No, no they, will. they will. I will. We'll start a pool going here and <laughs> see who's right. I Wolverine, reckon Wolverine sells movies. Uh, he made the X Men movies. An, an, unknown, yeah. an unknown character won't. They they will recast him. This is studio involvement. They will recast. But this him. is like a female hero character based on that like- has no following. And, and as much as I'd love to see an X twenty three movie and see her as a teenager growing up and existing in that world, you potentially man, re- I reckon. Re- I reckon she'll be. Oh. They won't. They won't. I, 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 they'll, they'll reboot the X Men. They'll start again. Guarantee it. The the property is too big for them to. That's my call. Move on. Um, I, I hate. It. Oh, it's now documented <laughs> out there on the internet. It's now official. I'm agreeing. We'll, we'll come back to it. I'm agreeing with no Dan. More Wolverine. I, hate, I hate that I agree with Dan, but money talks and bullshit walks. I, I think exactly. I'd, I'd love to say it, but I, I, I don't think so because no one's going to be able to do it as good as Hugh Jackman. No, I'm sorry. That, that no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. I think Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. But, but if n- they do do it, it doesn't count if it's just one movie and then he's never heard from again because of how <laughs> shit it is. We've got a couple of minutes left. So do you want to talk about this last uh, beer? So this is the... Um what do we got? We've got the epic uh, 10-year thousand brew celebration at 10%. It's very it's, caramely. It's really it's like, sweet. Very caramely. Mm. It's got some of those raisiny characters in there. A lot of raisins. love so much. The toffee sort of caramely yeah. o- overrides yeah, yeah. Yeah. the prune juiciness. Um, but the, the, <laughs> it, it came in a, um, a beautiful wax-sealed black, uh, black paper wrapped bottle. Uh, with Where the, is the wrap? It's here. On the inside of the wrap, there's a whole bunch of photos of, I would say, the brewers. Um, really cool. And yeah. with a lot of, uh, like, Polaroid snaps of their other beers, which I'd say were done on sort of brew day or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, 1,000 thousand beers, 10-year um, anniversary celebration ale of Epic Brewing. So. Super tasty. Even, mm. Well even, done, guys. Even um, with the raisins. Yeah, congratulations to Epic for getting that far and uh, putting some great beers out into the world in the, uh, the years they've been going for. So the red clock on Pete's phone is dialing down. Very, it's very ominous, Pete. It's not They're to the, really big numbers. No, I'll just turn it off. <laughs> no, 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 no. Leave it, leave it, leave it. Um, it doesn't have to be the second to the second. I've, I've still got to put know, music on. It's like, yeah, cut the red wire or just... <laughs> 
<laughs> you need to put a little nuclear bomb it's like explosion. The, the 24 fucking clock. So we've gone through a pretty good list here. I mean, mm. I think we're a little bit slow to start, everybody. It's been a long day. Me and Chris have driven, drove, driven. To drove. The, drove? Driven? Yeah, drove. Oh, driven. You traveled okay. in a vehicle. We, we traveled to the Hunter Valley to check on the, um, I shouldn't say check on, taste the... Uh, the uh, we talked about that. Grapefruit IPA. Oh, no, I'm just explaining. I'm oh, just explaining that we've had a long day. We've had a long day. Uh, eight uh, seconds ap- to apologies. go. Apologies. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we cut up all the grapefruits and that, so it was a bit of a bit of a stretch for us, and uh, we needed to get this done because we were too pissy on the last one, and uh, correct thought we needed mm. to re-record. So thanks everybody. We've already done the uh, the outro, the, the outro before so. we fucked Logan. For anyone that stuck around that shouldn't have, yeah, man, Shame I could talk you. about it for like another three hours though. So maybe we'll just dedicate but, but the next four podcasts to it. You know what? Now you don't need to hold it in. You can actually we can actually talk Let about it. Yeah, I can relax we've, now. We've spoken about it on the podcast, so there's no more uh, holding that. That bile inside you. Yeah, I've been getting constipated as a result. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.